0: My name is Tamara Black and I grew up in the barn. Everyone in my hometown kind of knows what the barn is or at least they know of it but um, to the best of my knowledge no one really knows for sure who originally built it. The running theory that I've heard most is that it was built by an Amish family like a lot of the farmsteads in that area. It's sort of like this big old house, but it used to be a barn. And so, you know, from the outside, it looks like it still kind of is like that. You know, it's this huge wooden building. It's painted dark red with a cast iron weather vane on top and this very rustic style trim along the exterior but when you go inside you see it's actually just a pretty normal looking house almost like an open floor plan style before that really became popular in homes the barn sits on this beautiful acre and a half of land it's in rural pennsylvania the property is lined with all kinds of fruit trees pear trees apple trees we even had a peach tree and a plum tree Um, several different types of cherry trees. In the summer, my brother and I would just play outside all day, eating all this fresh fruit and building actually quite impressive tree forts in the, the wood lines that border the property. It really was, in many ways, an ideal place to grow up. Of course, it also turned out to be very haunted. never really sat down and told this story to anyone before i've mentioned to a few close friends in the past that like yeah i grew up in this remodeled barn and that it was kind of a strange experience and things in my family ended up not being so good there but i've never actually sat down and said like yeah i grew up in a haunted house for one thing i think if you tell people your house was haunted it kind of carries with it all of these very theatrical and kind of stereotypical assumptions and the reality is it just wasn't like that which almost made it worse in a way like if you had you know like blood dripping from the walls and cabinets opening and closing by themselves and things like that I think it would almost be easier to explain but the haunting that I experienced was much more subtle and as a result of that it almost was more sinister i think probably the people who could understand what it was like best would be the people who have experienced profound depression like yeah there were really weird and creepy things that happened in that house but more so it was just this like deep black inescapable sense of hopelessness and almost like dread like whatever death happened there it had just sort of stained the whole place and that feeling really kind of just hung in the air I still to this day have not shaken that house I lived in the barn from the time I was six until I was about 13 and I'm 26 now so I haven't lived in that house for about 13 years but I still have pretty regular dreams about it I sometimes think about going back to it like it's calling me in a way and I have this feeling like I need to go back but I won't let myself because I feel like we barely got out the first time and to to go back just feels like it would be the wrong thing to do but I don't know, it's like every time I have one of these dreams where I'm back there again and I'm, I'm inside the house or I'm like talking to the family that live there, I'm almost like protective of it in my dreams or I'm, I'm jealous that someone else is living there, like this is my house, this is, you know, my space and I feel like I need to go back and almost reclaim it when I wake up but i feel like that is almost a trick um that somehow it it's still like reaching out to me and it's still in my psyche from the time i spent there my parents and my brother and i lived in a suburb of new york city when i was younger i don't remember a whole lot of that time but i remember we had this cute but small um brick house It had blue painted shutters and a big pine tree in the backyard. And I just always remember it being sunny there. I can't remember a single day that it rained at that house. My brother Sam is about a year and a half younger than me. He and I shared a room in that first house and I just vaguely remember his bed being across from mine in that room, but... Other than that, it never really occurred to me that maybe our home was kind of cramped, but I guess it bothered my parents. So they started looking at properties more out in the country, and that led them to eventually start looking at properties in Pennsylvania. They ended up seeing a listing for this massive old barn that had been renovated years back, um... You know, compared to our house then, it was basically a mansion. It had three bathrooms, including one in my parents' room. It had three separate bedrooms, not including even the master bedroom, just three other entire bedrooms in this house, which was, you know, crazy to us at the time that we could each have our own room and still we would have a spare room for when. You know, family or guests would come to stay with us. It had a huge kitchen, a dining room, a living room, and then this massive screened in porch that was basically the entire length of the house off to one side. And underneath all of this was an equally large basement. The basement was, I think, about five separate rooms. All were adjoined to one another, but you had to basically walk through each room to get to the next. They weren't otherwise like connected or accessible in any way. They didn't wrap around. They were just kind of in this weird sort of arrangement where you would go down the stairs, these really kind of creepy wooden stairs into the first room of the basement. It was all concrete. And then you go through a doorway, you go into the next room and through a doorway into the next room. And, you know, until you get to all five rooms. And underneath, even that still, there was a cellar. It was just this small kind of dirty room that was underneath that first big concrete room of the basement. I only ever saw the cellar once when we had a really bad tornado warning. The sky outside just turned this almost neon green color and the air got so still, like there were no bird or animal noises, no wind. It was like everything just stopped and this green haze was in the sky. My mom panicked and thought, you know, a tornado was going to touch down at any second. And so she grabbed some water and a few flashlights and took us kids down into the cellar. And, you know, honestly, I don't remember it being overly creepy at the time. I don't remember much about being down there at all, actually. But just the fact that this room was so deep inside the earth, like underneath this already massive basement. It's just kind of captivating to me to this day and sort of just a weird feature of that house. The first time I saw the barn, I couldn't really believe this is where I was supposed to live. My parents got a good deal on it. It hadn't been lived in for a while and no one had really been caring for the exterior of the building. So it was really weather-stained and... The wood was rotting in some places, it had these kind of long black smears all down the outside of it from rain and mold getting into the wood. There were these big ugly green bushes growing up all around it that made it just look very inaccessible and there also really wasn't a yard right away either. The driveway was almost overrun by this stiff brown field grass that had overtaken whatever kind of yard might have been there before. From their perspective, my parents were really just excited to have this huge home and massive yard where they could raise their family and their kids would be able to run free outside and everything. But to me, I saw it and I was like, you know... Why did we leave our nice sunny house in New York to come here? I just didn't really understand. The day we moved, it was kind of plagued with a few odd accidents. We just chalked it up to bad luck at the time, but looking back, I do feel like these were the early signs that our time in this house was not going to be as peaceful as we would have hoped. My mom and brother and I were all in the family car for the drive down to PA. My dad was driving the moving truck with all of our belongings in it in front of us. So we had to drive through these winding back roads to get to the barn. And then once we got there and we could see it, we had to turn up this dusty, gravelly kind of steep dirt lane to get to the point where we could access the driveway. As my dad is in front of us turning this big moving truck into the driveway, all of a sudden the tires on the driver's side slip into this deep drainage ditch that's along the side of the driveway, and the moving truck gets stuck. He's trying to give it gas, the wheel on the driver's side door can't get traction, and it's not going anywhere. He gets out of the cab, he's pissed off and angry, and... You know, now on top of having just driven several hours to get here, you know, the entire truck with everything we own in it is stuck. And he's kind of like stomping around and throwing his hands up and sort of yelling. And he's like, it's it's the damn dog's fault. It's the dog's fault. Our dog was this sweet Norwegian elk hound named Maggie, who I had never heard bark at anything in my entire life. Not even the vacuum. She had been riding in the cab with him and he said as soon as he turned the moving truck into the driveway and was trying to line the tires up just right, she jumped up and just started barking her head off and, you know, threw off his concentration and he went in the ditch. Of course, it ended up being fine, you know, everyone in that part of the country has a truck or a tractor with a hitch, and so the neighbors came by in a couple minutes and towed the truck out, and so it was a good way for us to meet them, but looking back, it was kind of just like this foreshadowing of what living there was going to be like and what the barn was going to throw at us. I think Maggie knew. And that's why she barked. Later that night, we'd moved in everything off the truck and were kind of living among the peaks and valleys of all the moving boxes and unarranged furniture. And Sam and I, you know, loved this. It felt like a huge playground to us and we had all this space inside that we could run around. So, you know, we were kind of playing like tag, hiding behind stacks of boxes and chasing each other, just being kids. We were all going to sleep in the living room that night, so my parents had laid all of our mattresses on the floor and Sam and I were already in our pajamas and, you know, just goofing off before we knew we had to lay down and go to bed. But my dad was still kind of in a bad mood from earlier in the day and he Kind of just had enough of us running around. And so he told us to stop playing um, around the boxes and get ready for bed. So we did. We stopped chasing each other. But we're still kind of standing amongst these stacks of boxes. And I can see Sam standing across from me. Kind of next to this stack of maybe like three boxes high stacked on top of each other. And... To this day, I can't explain what happened by any law of physics or anything that you know I've learned since the age of six. but Sam's standing next to these boxes, and all of a sudden, they just kind of start to shift, and I can see that they're they're falling on top of him like they're in the process of falling. And it was one of those moments where you know you can't do what needs to be done fast enough. And I just remember feeling completely helpless. Like I wanted to just run across the room, push him out of the way. But by the time I could see these boxes falling, I knew I couldn't get over there in time to help him. And so turns out in one of the boxes there was a pretty heavy cooking skillet in it and the box fell The skillet fell out of the box on the way down and it landed right on his ankle and shattered it he starts screaming and crying instantly my dad thinks i've somehow caused this to happen because we've been chasing each other so he starts yelling at me you know what did you do my mom sees my brother's ankle just arranged in this completely inhuman angle you know it's bent off to the side in this really grotesque way and everyone is just yelling and i think my brother and my mom are both crying and in all this noise and chaos and my dad yelling at me i see this small kind of shadow like the corner of a shadow pass by the kitchen just whoosh just like so fast that you aren't even scared because you don't even really have time to register that you've seen anything and to this day I still don't really know like I can't be sure that I did see something because it was just so small and so fast it was just like a dark flicker that I saw almost out of the corner of my eye by the kitchen, but it just there was some kind of movement that caught my eye, and you know i something moved over there um but I just i I don't know what it was still, so my dad took my brother to the emergency room that night, which the emergency room was over an hour and away, so it was really just me and my mom for the rest of the night. You know, she kind of like gently scolded me for hurting Sam, like, oh, you guys have to be more careful, and I know the house is big, blah, blah, whatever, and I tried to tell her, you know, "I, I didn't do that, I didn't push the boxes over, I didn't bump into the boxes, I didn't do anything, but of course she doesn't believe me, and it wasn't really until after she had kind of fallen asleep, and I'm laying next to her on my mattress in this kind of big open dark room with no car sounds outside, no street lights, nothing it's just black that I think I really started to feel just how scary that event was and I felt really just completely alone. Neither of my parents believed me and I you know, was kind of like still kind of unsure about what had happened, but also creeped out because like I thought I saw something kind of off and, you know, nobody was going to believe me about that either. And for me, it was really just like, you know, my happy family moved into this barn and now I'm almost immediately just feeling isolated from them. It was honestly really scary to think about, so I didn't, and I just tried to tell myself that I would feel better in the morning and and better in the sun, but I think that feeling was actually a pretty good indicator of what I would be exposed to, and I mean, at this point, we hadn't even found the face in the basement yet. next time on The Barn. It's that thing behind me. That's all I can feel, and I just won't do it. Thank you for listening to the audio podcast miniseries, The Barn. This podcast was conceptualized, written, recorded, and edited by Kayla Durstein. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. It really does mean so much to me. Thank you.